The HomePod's been pretty good until just now. I don't know why I thought I said its name. It just wants you to talk to it more often. I guess, yeah. It's lonely. Give it, just give it some attention. I talk to it every day. That's still not enough. It's Apparently. it's like a small child. Um, <laughs> every day is just not enough. One day you're going to wake up and it will be like standing right next over. to your. Yeah, with, well, with it a, can't stand. It doesn't have legs. Wait, did you get the, <laughs> did you get the the model with legs? Is that what you're saying? I got the one with legs. Yeah. Oh, okay. You went real fancy though. Yep. Yep. Um. So, but yeah, I can no, only afford just... one. I didn't get two for stereo sound. So no stereo killing Uh-oh. for me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be even creepier if they were there was one on each end of your bed. It'd be creepy since I didn't buy one. They both end up on there. <laughs> it's like, where did that come from? <laughs> Good morning, Stephen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we made you some breakfast. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> okay. You are ours now. Oh, that's not as nice. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm Zach. And I'm Steve, and this is Fireside Swift. How is it going, Steve? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, it's starting to get a little cooler out here. Um, I think it dipped down into the the high 65s. Ooh, the low 65s. Shiver. Somewhere in there. Uh, oh, it's actually a, li- a little cool. Like, uh, the other day I was regretting wearing shorts and a t-shirt at night. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> how about oh, yourself? How, I- how unfortunate. Yeah. Um, it's go it's good. Um it's colder here than it is there. I think it's fifty degrees right now and it's expected to drop down to the you know, upper twenties in a couple of days. So I'm actually kinda looking forward to it. I like the cold the cold that weather. Sounds, um that sounds terrible. Other than that, you know, it's been it's been great. I've been uh continuing my work with Swift and kinda loving every second of it. That's good. That's good. Did you get to use any of the uh fast lane stuff we talked about last week? I have used quite a bit of the fast lane stuff, and I, I've got a question. Okay. Um, I, well, I'm having an issue, and I'm kind of hoping that maybe one of our uh, listeners has had the same issue. So, uh, I've been using Fast Lane's snapshot tool to take uh, screenshots of our app. Okay. Now it works beautifully. Except in one scenario, and that scenario is whenever I get a system alert. So okay. the app I'm working on, you know, it needs access to your location, and mm-hmm. um, oh, there's there's another there's another permission that we ask uh, for. Okay, and um, you know, whenever whenever it's going through and taking these screenshots, it's tapping on everything programmatically. Mm-hmm. It seems to have a lot of trouble doing it with the uh, system alerts. Okay, I, so. I have not written any code with system alerts, so I I don't know the answer to this question. So I think this is for the community. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so it- I'm I'm using uh, Add UI Interruption Monitor, which is supposed to tap on like the Allow button. Gotcha. Um, and then you know you can move on through your app. But what's happening is. Oh, and, and the two system alerts happen like basically on top of each other, and I think one gotcha. of them is getting tapped and the other one isn't. Okay. But I'm not totally sure, and no one at the company has had like the per- last person who was using Snap uh, or Fastlane. He mm-hmm. left the company, 
gotcha. and with and he took the accumulated knowledge of Fazlane with him when he when he left. Gotcha. Um, so it's been like they basically. I said, wonder if you. you know, I wonder oh, if you that? could instead of it like popping up one on top of each other. I wonder if you could like wait for one to be approved and then throw up the next one. Uh, yeah, and I there's a lot. It seems like there are uh, quite a few techniques out there to do it, mm-hmm. and I just I don't really know which one's the best. Um, yeah, and so right, I, well. I I want to see if anybody out there has any uh, tips or tricks. That'd be fantastic. All right, well, let's throw that out to the community, and uh, if anybody knows the answer to that, uh, Zach would very much appreciate your response. Uh, I'm curious, too, just because I haven't done this yet. Yeah, so shoot me an email, or shoot us an email, or, uh, you know, send me a DM on Twitter. Let me know. (laughs) Yeah, this is like the ultimate in lazy Twitter right now. Uh, You're doing it on the show. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great if we could get an answer for that, though. (laughs) All right, so let's talk a little bit about Sentry, our sponsor today. Uh, you've probably heard us talk about it before, uh, and you're going to be continued to hear about <laughs> Sentry in the future, too, for a little, at least a little while. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Sentry is uh, crash reporting for your apps. Uh, you can use it on iOS. You can use it on Android. You can use it on web. Uh, and, uh, man, like... It is incredibly important to actually have crash reporting in your software. Uh, and why, you know, Zach, why, why do you think it's important to have crash reporting in your software? Well, it's important because you are going to ship bugs. Even with all of the QA you can do, all of the code reviews you can do, bugs will make it out the door. It's part of life as a developer, right? Like, yep. no one has written perfect code yet. And I don't think anyone ever will, right? Yeah, yeah, actually, I think this really fits with the identity of this podcast because I don't think we've ever done an episode where we've gotten everything completely right. (laughs) And so that's why we have a follow-up section to to the episodes. Can Uh, can we have Century check our podcasts before we send them out? That'd be amazing. Actually, they probably have an integration for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, Sentry's great with, um, you know, it actually does have a bunch of integrations uh, to fit a ton of your needs. I haven't looked at all of them, so I don't know if they have a podcasting integration. I um, <laughs> kind of doubt it. Uh, but uh, it's free to start. It has industry-leading React Native support. So if you're a React Native uh, developer and you want some crash reporting, uh, you could you can't do anything better than uh, having Sentry in your app. Um, and right now, uh, if you go to Sentry.io, you can use promo code Fireside Swift to get 100% credit for if you want to actually use some of those more advanced features. That's a hundred dollars credit. Did I say 100% credit? Yes, you did. <laughs> Not 100%. I'm sorry. $100 credit. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so go do that. Don't get 100%. Get $100 credit. $100, and $100 will get you plenty far. Yes, it will. So you can uh-huh. go to Sentry.io and use the promo code FiresideSwift, all one word. Get yourself that $100. Thank you to Sentry for supporting Fireside Swift. So we have some follow-up, as we generally do. Yep. Um, yeah, it seems like we're getting more and more every week, which we is are. great. I love that. We, I do, yeah. too. It's personally one of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, let's start with Joe Cab. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a friend of the show. I'll go yeah, ahead and say yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, he says, we have the wrong pronunciation of ephemeral. Says the first letter is supposed to be pronounced as a short I. 
Personally, I don't believe it's like it. ephemeral. That doesn't sound right at all. This is why I don't do what he says to do. This is why I still haven't listened to that ATP episode he asked a question about a, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so, so I don't remember what episode that was, but Joe, once we get to that episode, we will talk about that subject because I'm very like I'm. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about it. Uh, but I, I just looked at like how far behind I am in ATP. And by the way, that's like the only podcast I'm listening to right now. Um, I'm four episodes behind. I don't know how I got so far behind. Yeah, and they're only like an hour and a half to two hours long. Yeah, who I would just, have an, yeah. who would have a podcast that's you know that long? Nobody can that's listen to that long. Ridiculous. Yeah. I know anything over an hour can't do it. It's rough. <laughs> really, anything over half hour just can't do it. Oh yeah, let's keep yeah. it let's keep it tight like those yeah. uh, Swift over coffee guys. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, Dan. Oh, Corkelia, yeah, Cork- Just uh, So when 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 I think about pronunciations, I just go for it. Just throw it out. Okay. There. So Dan. All right. Dan said uh, that we read his mind that uh, he wanted to ask for an episode on Fastline. So you know mm-hmm. that's what we do now. We read minds. Um, <laughs> so let you know. And apparently we butchered his name. So I guess I got it even worse. Uh, is it not what if, Dan? What if we? What if? Yeah. What if it's pronounced Don? Ooh, Don. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Don Corkelia. Yeah. That's a but anyway, that's, he, that's, that sounds Spanish. He said he saved a lot of time using Fastlane to generate screenshots for a multilingual app. So, yeah, that, I mean, exactly sounds, what, we, what you were talking that about. That sounds Zach. good. Yeah. Help, help me, Don. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Zach needs help. <laughs> <laughs> so much help. Um, so, we also heard from uh, Frost Zon. I believe uh, he forgot okay. that the D so he's actually suggested fast lane as a Twitter or as a topic last week. He forgot the mm. DM. We, when someone DMS us, it means we keep the messenger's name private and he really wanted to hear how we pronounce his name. Um, so, I'm so now that he's, shot. yeah, now that he's done this, <laughs> yeah, I, I got uh, to do a little uh, research. I'm going to go with, uh, Jean Frost. Oh, I'm going to go with June. June? Okay. Let's June. Hey, we have two hosts. Um that means we get two shots at it, right? <laughs> or Jun? I'm no, sorry, not Duh. June. Jun. I'm gonna go with Jun. That's Jeanne. my final so you answer. Were, you were Jun and I was Jean. Now the so, last name, I'm gonna go with Fraj. Okay. But uh, yes. So Jun Fraj. That's my yes. my guess. <laughs> I'm going with Jean Fraj. And I'm I'm locking it in there. So but 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 th- in all reality, it's Zon Frass. So that's what I'm going to do <laughs> from now on. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, our uh, I'm just R Pramerez forty four. <laughs> I, I Zach, you just got to read all these from now on. I would say oh, you got an easy Ramirez. one next one. All right, anyways. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Don't be jealous. They, they suggested covering the, the difference in the job market community, um, basically between Silicon Valley and the Silicon Hills uh, for iOS developers. I don't think we could actually do that unless we... Well, uh, Sean Allen, uh, we talked about that a little bit, right? We talked about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a little... Because he's in Silicon Valley. He's in San Francisco. Yes. Uh, yes. And we talked about interviews. Talked about interview process. Uh, so I don't yep. remember what episode Episode 15. That, Thank you. Uh, so episode 15, go check that out. Um, so we talked a little bit about that there. Um, 
And in all reality, because like, I mean, I work for a small startup in Silicon Beach uh, in Santa Monica, and <laughs> Zach works in California East uh, in Austin. So, Which um, is Silicon Hills. Yeah. Oh, is that Silicon Hills? Yes. Why are they called? Because okay. we're, we're in the hill country. Do you really have hills? No, we have hills. Uh, Come back to Texas. I'll show you some hills. Uh, all right. So, anyways, um, yeah. So, I, I we could talk about Silicon Beach versus Silicon Hills. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, I don't think either of them actually have any silicon in them, but um, no, you know, <laughs> there's hills in a beach apparently. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're if you're interested in that, we could probably touch on it some. Yeah. Um, we also heard from our, our friends, uh, South Hills Code. They love the show on Fastlane, and he just recommended that their junior engineer look into it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great because it'll help you out with your build process for sure. Um, he also suggested covering how to develop for both Android and iOS at the same time now. There are a bunch of different tools. There's a bunch of different ways to do it. Um, yeah. So that's that's an interesting topic. Yeah, you know, we've actually had that on our list for a while. Um you know, in general, like I said, or not like I said, but like I try to do during episodes, I try to point out things that are similar or different on Android when I can. Sometimes I forget to do that because uh, this is mainly, you know, a Swift podcast. That's it's in the name. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try to call that out a little bit more uh, because I think, you know, just. The, you know, there's constantly going to be there's there's so much different between android and ios and there's so much the same uh, for android and ios that uh it just has to be it's it's just a huge thing to bite off <laughs> um but if we're talking about like if you're going to start today should you do native programming or go into something like xamarin or react native or um electron or something like that uh i think that's a deeper discussion too and we've actually literally had that topic on our list and we have kind of avoided it so um yeah, like we'll bump plate. that up yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh it, well i think part of it too is like i honestly like i haven't done any of the cross-platform stuff zach have you i haven't done any android development <laughs> what do you mean what do you mean you've, you've uh I've aren't written... you doing that now aren't no. you like Oh, I thought no, you were starting not, to work on that. Now. Not yet. That's something. Okay. So there, the main the main thrust is Swift, but they don't have any Android developers. And I said I would be more than happy to do that once I, you know, knew the once you, uh, oh, okay. iOS app. I, I thought they were pushing you into that. No, right it's away. it's in the future. So you know that could be a really really good topic like a year from yeah. now <laughs> once I've once I've uh, kind of done that. Well, hopefully we don't have to wait that long, especially after somebody's asking for it. Uh, but in all reality, like I did research at one point in time about this, so I could talk around it, and I decided not to do it. So we'll, we we could talk, we could do an episode on it. I think, yeah, at some point. <laughs> yep. yep. He also said that uh, they enjoy frozen Oreos down there at South Hills. Um, I need to try it. That sounds delicious. Uh, and he, <laughs> the students don't believe that double stuff are actually double stuff. So there's a conspiracy. I don't how uh, how much stuff is in a double stuff. I like I guess you have double. to you have to take you have to take two regular Oreos, you know, <laughs> and then break them apart, take the take the icing out. And I, I weighing would probably be the most precise method. So my guess is you weigh or you could just double like take one apart, <laughs> multiply it by two, see if that I, there there are ways you can attack this problem, right? 
I mean, or do they just not believe that double stuff actually exists in the world? I mean, that, that well, might be what I, it is too. I think they actually, I think they know that it's that they're there, that they are there, <laughs> uh, because those are actually double stuff, which means that they they believe that they're there. It just isn't actually doubled. Gotcha. I don't know. Maybe maybe That's... we should do some fireside research on this. We should do some research on that because I do love Oreos, but I would never freeze them. Um, so oh, moving I'm on to our definitely going to freeze them. Final piece of follow up, uh, Ninjo Gamer. See, that's that's a good name. I like that. That's <laughs> very easy to pronounce. Um, the uh, they want an episode uh, about GitHub and different types of licenses. And I think didn't we mention that last episode that we were uh, thinking about the different kinds of licenses? Like, do you want to yes. talk on that? Um, yes. So we'll just bump that up the list too. But uh, you know, straight up GitHub, I think is great. Uh, we did do an episode on Git. Um, I don't remember what episode that was either, but that was one of our early ones. So uh, episode re- eleven. Thank you revisiting that might be a good idea because uh, especially with github uh you know you get github bitbucket uh all the different you know things out there that you can attach to those you know, should you use tower should you use uh uh source tree you know the different tools for accessing git uh we haven't done an episode on so i think that would be good mm-hmm. yeah we can definitely do that yeah cool i think uh, i think that about covers it for uh well, I mean, I, 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 here's the thing. I, we're getting so much uh, feedback on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, we're not able to, you know, we're forgetting uh, some of these. So if we forgot to mention you, uh, just call us out and uh, yeah. we'll make sure we get you next episode. Not a problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when you find, let's say, let's say you like shiny rocks, Zach. Oh, my God. Uh, I love shiny rocks. Like, are right. we talking about gold or diamonds? All I'm the shiny rocks. I'm a huge fan of both yeah. of those. And so, um, let's say you're walking along the hills, because you have hills, um, mm-hmm. and you find a, a shiny rock. What do you do with it? I, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to pick it up, and I'm going it. to keep it. It's going to be safe with me. Okay. So, you, yep. you keep that. You keep that That's in a, a special, a special yep. place in your house. I've got uh, one, and it, yes. And let's say you go out the next day. Oh, and please tell me um, I find another. You please find another shiny rock, a different yes. shiny rock, even. Oh my gosh! Um, this what, is do you, what do you what do you do with that one? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back home and I'm going to put it right next to that first shiny rock. Oh, that sounds great! It's almost yeah. like you have a, a collection of shiny rocks now. I I believe uh, two would make a collection. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know in all honesty one could be a collection. It's just a collection that doesn't have any friends yet. It's a very small collection. It's, it's incomplete. A very small collection. Let's call it an incomplete yeah. collection. Yeah, <laughs> and you can even like you know count your uh, your shiny rock collection. Uh, you could uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know iterate through it if you will. Um, you could add mm-hmm. to it. You could take away right. from it. You could um, sort it in different ways. You could, you could sort it. Yeah, you could even uh, yeah. filter it out and throw away the bad ones. Yeah, this this one isn't shiny enough. It's not shiny enough. Get rid of it. Yeah, get it. Get it out of here. Yeah. I'm only so, anyway, the <laughs> so anyways, we're we're gonna be covering collection, which is a protocol. Uh so I wanna preface preface this. Uh, a first preface, uh this was requested by Yurif on Twitter. Um so there's that. Uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah. take that if you will, as you I will. I feel like this uh, was a I feel like this was a trap uh, yes. suggestion. It was because uh, as soon as he said collection, I think I responded. I was like, "Oh, but you know, we already did. 
you know, dictionary, you know, we did yep. arrays maybe, or maybe we didn't yep. do one on we, sets. I don't remember. We he's like, oh, sets not, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, not that, not collection types. I thought that's what you were going to say. I want collection, the protocol. Um, yes. So, yes, I, I think it was a trap. <laughs> got to get us uh, into it. But I, I think this is interesting. Um, but, again, the second preface, preface to this is that this is probably the most technical topic that uh, we have covered. Um, and so I, I'm going to try to do my best to not scare some of you away because uh, this gets kind of deep um, and kind of abstract. But uh, it's it's important because this is what arrays, sets, dictionaries, even strings use uh, to uh, you know, just just use in the background. Um, right. They're they're all based on this protocol. Um, so, uh, with that being said, Zach, what is collection? Uh, so it is, like you said, a protocol. It's part of the Swift standard library. Um, from the documentation, it's defined as a sequence whose elements can be traversed multiple times non-destructively and accessed by an indexed subscript. Whew. Which, you know, <laughs> if you think about if you think about arrays and like dictionaries, right, that, that kind mm-hmm. of makes sense, right? Um, yeah. Now, the part that kind of jumped out to me in that sentence was non-destructively. Um, apparently there are types in Swift that when you iterate through them, they can mm-hmm. be destroyed. Yeah. I, man, I'm trying to think, I don't think I've ever seen that. It doesn't surprise me that it exists though. Um, I, I actually, if anybody can give me an example for that, I would love to, uh, to look into that. Uh, but I, I'm, yeah, I can't think of one right now, but. I, I have definitely seen that before in code. I just, I literally can't think of it right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, exactly. You've got a, you've got a set of things. You got your shiny rocks, right? Um, mm-hmm. When oh, you they're so shiny, <laughs> they're so shiny. Um, <laughs> but when you, when you look at your shiny rocks, they don't start disappearing after you look at them. <laughs> hopefully so that, not. Yeah, hopefully not. Uh, and they don't change either, right? So that's that's also part of the non-destructiveness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just by looking at them, they don't change. Exactly. Uh, and also, you could say that's my second shiny rock right there. You could point to it mm-hmm. and go that. So that's the access by indexed subscript. So right. Well, or even better, like I could say, "Hey, Steve, go get me the third shiny rock," and you yep. would know what I was talking about. Exactly. I can go bring you that now. That could mean any number of things. There are rules around what is the third shiny rock, but there is mm-hmm. a rule that says that is the third shiny rock. So yes. anyways, so let's keep going down this rabbit hole. Sure. Uh, so if you want to look at you know the, uh, the signature, it, it's uh, protocol collection, big C, where mm-hmm. self.subsequence uh, conforms to collection. Yeah. Which is so, let's uh, break that a down. lot to, to get into, right? Um, first of all, self.subsequence, the, the self is big S self, not little s self. Yeah, because we're talking about classes here, or yeah. not classes necessarily, uh, types, well, sorry, types, not classes. Yes. Yeah, types. Um, yeah, so what is, it, what is a subsequence, though? Because, I mean, we get self.subsequence. 
Right. So let's even deeper, right? Yeah. Uh, according to the documentations, uh, a subsequence is a sequence that represents a contiguous subrange of the collection's elements. Those are big words. Yeah. So <laughs> think about I have rock one through rock four. Mm-hmm. That would be a contiguous subrange of my collection's elements. Yeah, because it's, it's got one, two, three, and four. Exactly, and it's yep. part of the larger collection. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. Now, now let's we can kind of dive in further to subsequence. Uh, it's an associated type, which is equal to slice, and then your Pac-Man <laughs> brackets uh, big <laughs> as self again. So, like, this is where we start getting into like the muddy. Yeah. muddiness of this topic right it's, it's really technical so far because i don't think we've covered associated types yet no actually that's that's been on our topic list too um so it's kind of unfortunate that we're tackling this without talking about associated types uh, so hopefully we'll do that soon uh but associated types nutshell is uh you cr- you basically uh provide a name for another type so right um yeah, you just, you just, it's like an easier way of looking at something. So, or just mm-hmm. like renaming a type. So, if I wanted ints to be dogs, well, it'd be kind of weird. But you know, so literally, I want int <laughs> in all my code. I don't want to have int anymore. I want dog. I can make an associated type that is dog equals int. And now everywhere I can have let something uh, let something colon dog equal one and that'd be valid because dog is now an integer yep and <laughs> so, that would be amazing code to read that wouldn't be confusing it would be, at all. It'd be so confusing <laughs> so don't do that um, but <laughs> the idea behind this is it makes things simpler and less confusing in your code uh, yep. but yeah let's let's kind of glide by that for now and let's continue and let's see if uh we can make some of this simple but right now the high, high, the high level of this is actually pretty complex already, right? Um, and you know, we'll we'll go into slices a little bit later um, in more detail. Yeah. Uh, so things like arrays and dictionaries conform to collection. Yep, as we said um, before. Yeah. So you can you can access individual elements, right? Like we've kind of already touched on this. Yep. So um, we want rock number three. Yes. Right. Like this would be fireside episode number fifty-eight. So yeah. obviously if I was in an array of fireside episodes, I would say, you know, get me 57 because arrays are indexed at zero. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, just like our normal arrays, it's fireside episodes, open bracket, 57, close bracket. So mm-hmm. we have the, the 58th uh, episode of fireside. So exactly. that would be pretty cool. Um, yep. And so, yeah, okay. that's, that's the, that's the accessing part that we were talking about before. Uh, yeah. Do you want? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> sure. I don't want to interrupt you. You're, you're, you're so you're good at this this part. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I'm good at a part yeah. that works. Yes. Uh, so if if you want to get every valid index of a collection, um, you can find everything between the collection's first index and up to and including its in and end index. Now, there's a gotcha here because yeah. while the end index is quote unquote valid. Um, it's, you can't actually use that to get an element of your collection because it is 
the uh, first index after your collection ends. So if we said, yeah, if we said Fireside episodes 58, right? Like if we, if we had an off by one error, um, Mm -hmm. you would get, you would uh, have nil returned, right? Because there's nothing Mm -hmm. there. Yep. Actually, it would usually crash your app. Trying right. to do that, right? So yeah, <laughs> Which, it would. Honestly, it doesn't like, correspond I'm, I'm kind of curious about that collection. I'm really curious about why um, Swift does that. Uh, you know, why it still crashes the app for going out of bounds. I mean, I'm pre- I prefer it to crash over, you know, giving you a a value of some sort. Well, uh, Java but, crashes as well. Yeah, but you know, it would be really nice if it's tr- you know just like dictionaries, right? If you try to like get something out of a dictionary with a key that's not you know not associated to anything in the dictionary, it re- it returns uh, nil. I why can't we have that in arrays? Uh, I would like that, but I'm probably not thinking of a situation that is important <laughs> that See, uh, I, I d- that would be bad for. It. Yeah. I don't think I would like that, actually. I think I would rather write defensive code for, like, I would, I would rather check my indices before I, or my index that's, before that's I. That's easier, uh, Java programmer. That, I mean, that, honestly, that could be it, right? That, that I mean, could I, be it. I feel, sure. yeah, I feel like having nil come back allows us, just because Swift has so many more tools for dealing with nil, uh, you've got guards, you've got if lets, you've got all, all the different, you know, Right, but then you're forced to handle it every time after. Yes, but I mean, like right now, if we, and yes, you, be, you, you have, you have to handle it, you've, you've got to handle it now, except now if you don't handle it perfectly it crashes the whole app uh whereas you know if it was nil i think that's easier to handle that's me though yeah i think i i think i like it the way it is <laughs> don't don't <laughs> touch don't touch my array or my accessing uh, don't touch right. it i um, feel like you're wrong but i also feel like i might be missing something there <laughs> well if you why would i want the Mm. No, no, I think we're not. Just, we're we're, move, it would we're moving up, past this. <laughs> it would end up complicating all of the code you wrote after it. I disagree with that, but then then again, I like to use nil for this very reason. This is why I love using dictionaries uh, in particular because uh, because of this, um, where it could be nil. Anytime you access anything from a dictionary, it's you know it's optional. Um, you know, I would prefer that in my arrays as well. Mm. Yeah. Let me yeah, handle my arrays the same way I handle dictionaries. You know what yeah, would help it, with that? What's that? I can make a custom collection <laughs> that you, is an array. If you could. really want to. I really could. Uh, so could, anyways, yeah. <laughs> we haven't talked about Steve's, that yet. So let's, we'll call it Steve's array type. Yeah, Steve's array yeah. type. All right, let's keep going. Um, so something else we touched on during our dictionary and sets episodes uh were that indices will remain valid until there's a mutating method called on the collection. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of, it makes sense, right? Um, so say, like, you removed the first element of your collection. So now uh, the ind- index that um, originally pointed to the last element of your collection now points to nothing because there's nothing there anymore. 
So let's talk about when this would occur. When would you see this? And I know we talked about this during the sets episode and maybe even the dictionaries episode. But, you know, since we're talking about collections right now and we talked about how collections are, what's the, what do we say exactly? Um, that it can be accessed by an indexed subscript, just like arrays. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could do that in dictionaries and sets. Uh, they're just... You know, in general, we think of them as unordered. So when would you right. see that they are the same? And this is where I would think if you're enumerating over a uh, dictionary or a set. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing a um, for something in a dictionary or for something in a, a particular set. Uh, and I printed out those values. As long as I'm not changing the dictionary or changing the set, that's going to be in the same order every single time until uh what was what's the mutating case if you just add to it and well, then if you, uh, if you add to it or remove anything from it that's when it's going to mutate yes cool so there you go so it's like not in in uh, this is definitely something that you should, probably should not rely on in your code because mm-hmm. generally thinking about dictionaries and sets as unordered is a is a good practice but uh don't think they're going to randomize themselves either. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and the, I mean, the same holds for arrays, which are thought of as sorted, or not sorted, but ordered. Well, yeah, arrays keep their order. Right. Like, they don't mutate once you add to them. But you can mute, well, what do you mean, once you add to them? And when you add to them, it inherently mutates it. Oh, sorry, like, the, but it doesn't... The first indice isn't going to change, you know, if you add to the end, you append to it. Right, but it's still not considered a valid indice. Index. Oh, oh so that's interesting. I didn't think about that. So yeah. we're talking about an index, not the well, integer. Well, because think about it. Well, think about it. All valid indexes or all valid indices are from start index to end index, right? That's right. You add something to an array that end in end index isn't valid anymore because it used to point at nothing now it points at something that makes sense okay so like i said everyone this is a little more complicated <laughs> than our normal topics so it's um, not saying that all you know not necessarily all indices are valid but you don't really want to trust them anymore <laughs> yeah yeah and because that's, of stuff like and, that and, and and that's why Swift gives us the tools like uh, enumeration, like going through, uh, you know, doing a for loop and uh, not using indices, but, you know, just doing a for something in something in a collection. Uh, mm-hmm. It will enumerate that collection and you'll go through each of those in the order of their index path, you know, their index. Yep. Uh, I, and that's, in general, you don't need to know the index for most of what you do in Swift. Um, yes. Yeah. And you you could get the index. That's there. There are ways to get it, but in general, you don't need it. So, yep. yeah. Okay. So should we tackle slicing now? Uh, yeah. Let's let's tackle slicing. Let's try to at least <laughs> go for it. Okay. What is what is so, okay? So we mentioned slicing before. So what is it, Zach? So it. I mean, it kind of is exactly what it sounds like. It's it's a piece of your collection. So when I said, you know. Steve, give me rocks one through four. That mm-hmm. is a slice of my collection. Um, the kind of cool thing about it is that slice will have the same semantics as the original collection. So if, you know, uh, say my, my 
rock collection was kind of like a dictionary. I had a name and then a rock. Mm-hmm. Like I named all of my rocks because why wouldn't I name all of my why rocks? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, so um, now when you brought me my you know rocks one through four, I could treat that like you would bring the name with the the rock, right? Mm-hmm. So of I could course. treat it as it I would the collection as a whole. Um, if you slice an array, you can treat that slice as an array and do what you, you know, transform it as it, you would an array. And uh, so, doesn't it, does it, doesn't it also have the same index for each of those? Like, um, for instance, yes. if you did, okay, I'll, you're probably getting to this, aren't you? Yes. Uh, okay. And I mean, we can, we can talk about it right now. And that's, that's the thing that kind of would trip me up. Right. Um, mm-hmm. If I asked you for a slice of my shiny rock collection and you brought it to me, if it was yeah, let's let's just use a race, all right? Uh, yeah, give yeah. me elements one through four. You give me elements one through four, and I wanted to use it as an array. Well, index zero doesn't exist in the slice you gave me. Yeah, because I gave you one through four. You gave me one through four. Well, okay, yeah. sorry. I guess. Index zero would be one because of weird arrayness. So let's <laughs> let's start at two. Let's okay. two two through four. Okay. Uh, index zero doesn't exist in that array you just gave me because but, you didn't bring me the first rock. Okay. So if we're talking about like the second index, which would be one, right? You know, index one through th- index three, which would be <laughs> two through four. Um, <laughs> those still are valid so i can those, ask so yes. so with this slice i can use slice open bracket uh one and close bracket and that'll be a valid value but yes. if i tried to ask for zero that would fail and that would crash the app right so basically if you ask for the first element or the last element you would get an off by one error okay gotcha and it, you would end up crashing so um yeah there are a couple, well, there are many ways to slice a collection. Two of the bigger methods are prefix while, and you pass in mm-hmm. a closure that will return a bool for the while argument. And so you can okay. slice your collection that way or suffix, right? It'll just give you like the last however many elements. Gotcha. Okay. And so I can see this being very useful with strings for sure. Like I want the last, uh, you know, character of a string or the first characters of a screen string or something like that. Yep. Um, I could definitely yeah. see that. Right. Cool. Well, think of like if you have a sentence as your string mm-hmm. and you say, I want mm-hmm. everything up to the first, like you want to get the first word, you're slicing yep. it up to the first space, right? You're, yep, to get that, that makes first sense. word. Gotcha. Um, now, something else that's interesting about slices is it will inherit its value or reference semantics of the base collection. Okay. What do you mean by that? So if your base collection is a struct, then okay. your slice will be a, well, you know, structs use our value types. So it'll be a copy of that, th- yeah. those values. Yes. Okay. And so and- then whatever you did with that, uh, you would be, you know, copy on write and all the all the value type semantics um if you slice a reference type you'll get a reference type so you if you mutated like an array or set uh that you sliced um you could hold on yeah if you if you mutated the array or set which is a reference right 
you know, is it, Dad, is it a, I, oh, see, I, man, I, 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 I keep forgetting this. I, th- I thought they were value ties. Yes, I think they might be value types. And I think I put this note in the wrong place, which is why it confused me. No, uh, okay. I, I, I'd have to double check on that. They, they yeah. probably are reference types. Um, but I could, I would, I wish they were value types if they're not. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's that. No, that's a good question. And again, we'll either do some research and figure that out and answer that and follow up on ourselves next week. Yep. Um, or if anybody can let us know, because um, I know I've run into this problem and I'm just trying to remember. I, th- I. Th- think they are reference types okay. um, because I think about like some of the ways I have handled updating table views and stuff like that using an array and mutating stuff in that those values but they might also inherit from the objects that they have inside them so um, yeah, I, yeah I'm not really okay. sure like I, yeah without <laughs> we just can, going we into this blind I don't that's, remember yeah that's just some uh some bad note uh positioning <laughs> possibly <laughs> uh or wording on my part um yeah. so traversing collections uh collections are multi-pass and you can revisit the element of an index by saving its index um this okay. is different than traversing a sequence which is you know we talked about it earlier. Some things, as you go over them, can be destroyed. Sequences okay. are gotcha. what can be destroyed upon traversal. Okay, and that's—I uh, would assume that's for memory management purposes, um, or uh, just because yeah. it's not—it's just not needed, so it just gets thrown away. Okay, that yep. makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so, if you want to conform to the collection protocol, okay. Uh, so, wait. Let's 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 pause right here. Um, <laughs> All right, so we, we we have plowed through this, and you know we have presented probably the most technical version of all this, and we're going to get a little little technical with how you can create your own custom collection uh, using the collection protocol. But I think right now is a good point for us to stop. And Zach, you and I should talk about why would you want to do this yourself? I mean, Apple, it kind of makes sense that. Mm-hmm. They created this collection protocol uh, to keep their collection types in order because they're providing those collection types to us that we use strings, sets, uh, dictionaries, um, arrays. You know, we, you know, is that good? At, like, I mean, they they needed to do that. Is do we ever need to make our own collection type? Now, <laughs> that's a hard question. It is a very hard question. Um, I haven't ever needed to do it, but that doesn't mean I won't ever need to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I will I will never, ever uh, say that I, you know, know every single corner case in any type of situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a huge, huge swath of experience you're asking me about. Uh, yeah. You know, there there's reasons for just about everything like and especially in development you i'm trying to think of how i should say this um Mm -hmm. there's probably there's probably some um scenario where you would have to create your own collection right yeah and i just don't know what it is gotcha well i i did so i actually did a little bit of homework before this um that's blasphemy 
Yeah, I know, right? Um, I wanted to wrap my head around this a little better because this, again, is a very technical topic, and I want to make sure we presented it appropriately. Um, and so I found a couple, like I found a blog post by Sundell. So Swift by Sundell has a blog post, uh, and we're going to include the link to that in the show notes. Um, and then I found an in-depth tutorial on RayWenderlich.com on creating your own custom collection. Uh, we're going to include that link as well in the show notes. Um, because I was trying to answer this question myself because, you know, if we're going to be talking about the subject, we want we always want everyone to come away from each episode being able to do something with what we talked about. And this one I was struggling with. And uh, both uh, Sundell and the author of uh, the Ray Wenderlich one, Eric uh, Cerny, um, they present uh, different situations that you could use um uh use your own custom collection type so with the ray wenderlich one they use the example of a grocery bag so you could you know there are apps out there that uh you know you have it's a shopping app and you add stuff to your bag and you know you could do that with dictionary or an array or something like that but it can get cumbersome and confusing after a while so you could uh, you could make a, a custom collection type um, that handles those specific cases that a shopping bag has that a normal collection type doesn't worry about. So it just adds rules around it, which I think is kind of neat, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, I'll, I'll come back with my opinion on it. But, uh, but uh, I, yeah, that's, that's one example. So if you were doing something that's very specific, you could make a collection uh, type that handles those rules. Uh, And Sundell, I'm trying to remember what he did. Oh, he did something similar. I mean, he was talking about different products and, um, you know, names of those products and categorizing them. But he he did it with focused on uh, using enums as your iterator, like your uh, key, essentially. So it's like a dictionary of a dictionary. Uh, is what he was really playing with, and that's what he uses as his example. Um, and honestly, I, I really don't think he gives a lot of justification for doing it uh, because you could just use a dictionary of a dictionary. Uh, his reasoning behind it was, well, if you do have a dictionary of a dictionary, adding stuff to it and removing stuff from it is going to be cumbersome and your code's going to look bad and it's going to get confusing after a while. Mm-hmm. So that's his reasoning for going into creating a custom collection type. Uh, now, going into my original question of why would you ever want to do this or should you ever do this? Um, I think most people for most or most developers shouldn't ever do something like this <laughs> <laughs> right so that's a personal opinion uh your mileage might va- may vary but um i think in general this stuff adds complexity to your code now it really does depend on your situation there's some people who have huge code bases that uh, having your own custom collection type can move that complexity from a whole bunch of places in your code to one place in your code, which actually does simplify your code. Um, so I could think of a situation where if I work for a big company and uh, I'm building the tools, like these, uh, you know, developer, uh, you know, like let's say it's, um, you know, like a, 
a cocoa pod or something like that for my team. And I provide all like a bunch of the, the more uh, custom uh, types that everybody uses. Um, I, I could see creating my own custom collection for certain cases and maintaining it there. But for smaller teams uh, that are one, two, three people, um, I, I think in general sticking to the Apple-created collection types will save you a lot of headache. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I, I agree. I mean, just getting the notes together for this episode tonight was a little rough i can't imagine Mm -hmm. actually trying to do work with it at least Mm -hmm. you know where i'm at right now i don't want to you know if someone wants to go out there and and write something up and give it a shot go for it like you know i don't want to hold you back um i'm just saying from where i'm standing like the research i've i did for it this week um made me would make me think twice before i went ahead and conformed to the collection protocol but, you know, going to what we were talking about earlier, I might try to make an array that that returns nil uh, mm-hmm. if you go outside its bounds. And so I never go outside its bounds anymore. Uh, I might try to do that just, you know, this, to make my life easier. And if you feel comfortable enough to be able to do that, you know, more power to you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just just know that uh, you might be confusing some of the uh, the new developers on your team if you do something like that. <laughs> exactly yeah uh so let's if you did want to uh conform to the collection protocol um you would need what what do you yeah what do you need for that yeah you so you would need to declare like just the following requirements right uh you would need to give it a start index and end index property um you would need to uh, provide a subscript that provides at least read-only access to your type's elements. Okay. Um, and you would need to provide the index after method for advancing an index into your collection. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. If you don't have the, the ability to get the next index, uh, mm. you, you, you don't have really have the you have a collection. Right. Yeah. So okay. just it's it's kind of funny for as complex as it is, you know, I what four things you can just you know provide four things, and all of a sudden you're conforming to the collection protocol. Yeah, yeah. It, so I I did a little practice of this um, before uh, before we got started on this, and I was curious exactly what I needed to conform to it. And it's not that bad, but it's a little confusing because you do need to use type aliases, um, or at least you know, just running off of the examples from Ray Wenderlich and uh, um, and Sundell. Uh, you know, I did need to use type aliases, so I had to know what those were. Uh, and uh, I don't know, it confused me for a little bit, <laughs> but uh, but eventually I was able to get it. Um, so it's it's not out of this world confusing but um you're it'll take you a little bit to do it and then mm-hmm. yeah so I, I guess i would recommend uh going through some tutorials and trying it out first uh you know before you know not doing yep. it ever again <laughs> and if you want to you know go in and learn more about it um everything i used for the show notes is just the Swift documentation, and we're going to have a link for that in our show notes. Yeah, as we usually do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I think that's all you know, we have time to talk about uh, for yes. this. I think we could go deeper in certain aspects of it. Oh, uh, do you but... want to hear about Big O notation? Oh, no, let's, I don't. Let's not. I really, well, my, really don't. My brain is already toasted. <laughs> yeah, and if our brains are toasted, um, you know, I'm sure that, you know, mm-hmm. other people's brains are, are worse. So oh, yeah. uh, this, was a, this was a trap suggestion, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, but I think it, I think it is important to understand what goes on underneath the covers with uh, with what Apple's uh, providing us with mm-hmm. our collection. You know, the collection types that you're familiar with. Um, but yeah, so but it is more advanced. So yeah, there we go. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All right. So uh, do we have any uh, announcements after this? I mean. I guess we still should probably talk about Hustle and Code. That's still going yep. on. Um, exactly. I, when is the last day you could... Let me take a look at the website. Uh, do you know That's the last a, day you can volunteer for it? Well, I don't because I am not in L.A. <laughs> yeah, but I you, am unfortunately not a part of this. So right. I, think, I just went okay, to the website. I just went to the website and you could still volunteer for it. They'll probably take volunteers all the way up till probably the day of. So let's yeah. let's... Yeah, so we'll put the uh, the links for that in the show notes. Uh, you've heard us talk about it. Um, the uh, Swift Community Awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this are is a big. This is announced. an exciting announcement. Or not, I guess the awards aren't announced yet, but uh, no. you can go vote now. Well, this is even bigger. I I don't think you're you're reading this correctly. We were shortlisted, so we've made it past the first round. Second year in a row, too. Second year in a row. Yeah. Um, last year we came up a little short and that's fine. Uh, we did. It's, yeah. it's, it's huge to make it to this second round and to be yeah. considered one of the, I guess, quote unquote finalists for one of the Swift community awards put on by our good friend, Paul Hudson. Yeah. Thank you all for adding us to that list. Uh, now we just ask for you to take one step further. You nominated us. Please vote for us. Uh, it would be awesome, awesome to win this award. Uh, but we are honored to even make the short list. Yes, indeed we are. And yeah. did you notice on there that uh, Paul and Sean uh, made the short list but uh, won't allow <laughs> you to vote for them? <laughs> yes, I did. And that's, that's very big of them because I, I would not be yeah. surprised if they just ran away <laughs> with the award. I mean, they should win if they're... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're for sure. there, but but <laughs> so here's what I'm hoping. Uh, you know, all all you who listen to uh, Swift over coffee, now you don't have to split your vote. You know exactly who to vote for now. Yeah, <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for coming out, uh, and uh, thank you, uh, ugh, thank you, Century for uh, sponsoring us. Wow, that <laughs> tang got tangled there for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see you all next week. Y'all have a good one. It's such a good feeling to be at the end. A happy feeling that there may have been a mistake or two. So we'd like to hear from you. Twitter's great. Breaker might beat it. Email's fine, but we rarely read it. But we love five-star reviews. And we promise to mention you. Get a pen and write this down <laughs> Just kidding, who's got pens around? Still they'd love to hear from you Steve Berard and Zach Bell, you. 
Sweet attack and have some fun At T-F-A-L-G, call you T-1 At T-F-A-L-G, call you T-1 He'll write back when his work is done Tweet it, Steve, and you will see Clever use of the emoji At S-W-B E-R-A-R-D Fireside Swift has its own handle So you can burn three sides of the candle At Fireside underscore Swift At Fireside underscore Swift And if your message is a little too long There's Fireside Swift at gmail.com And FiresideSwift.com FiresideSwift.com Do you remember that website? Um, I think it came out in, it's got to be before the 2000s. It was a flash website called homestarrunner.com. Yes, I love, I loved Homestar Runner. I knew you would. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's, man. Uh, it made me so happy. I spent so much time in high school watching, um, Homestar Runner and all of the strong bad emails. That was what mm-hmm. the strong bad emails were. What um, kind of introduced me to the Homestar Runner? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was. Oh man, was I? I was either a freshman or uh, maybe was I in junior high? Maybe I don't know. But I remember being at a friend's house and they were watching strong bad emails. <laughs> and, and I was like, "What is this?" And like, I got involved. I was instantly hooked. Just instantly hooked. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it was like the first iterate, you know, like Strongbad's first computer. Like, right. was it Compi? Was it no? Yeah. Compi came well, later. Right? I, I don't even hold on. Uh, it's it's yeah. I think it's uh, Compi. There's gotta, be, there's gotta be a Wikipedia on this. Uh, Wiki wrong i'm watching well i'm watching the first one that's listed right now i'm not sure if they've kept an archive of all of them oh i mean there's he had names for every single one of them so yes yes that's Uh, maybe is that what we did in naming all of our episodes (laughs) did we subconsciously was it so uh, it was copy 386 then lappy 386 well he's he's also he's doing copy now compay oh no no the first one was tandy 400 (laughs) <laughs> the tandy mm-hmm. that's amazing <laughs> yeah so there we go so yeah i came in on the tandy 400 so way <laughs> back then i do remember when he switched over to Compi, and that was a big upgrade um <laughs> and then going to lappy oh mm-hmm. wow it, he, I, there's even more now so then it's block he's check his polish emails interesting then there was Corpy NT6. <laughs> this is Strongbed's computer at the office. Nice. <laughs> then there was Zappy XT6. That's his computer in the future. Oh, that must have been from uh, the anime one, maybe? I don't remember that one. I don't know. This is Strongbed's computer in the future, which apparently runs on DOS like his other computers. Its only <laughs> appearance is in the DVD exclusive email accent. Okay, so okay, that's, that's not why I the, haven't yeah, seen I've, it. Yeah. Then there's, I, we're, we're not done yet. There's okay. two more. Keep then going. there's Compay, mm-hmm. uh, Strongbed's fourth computer, used to check emails 203 to 205. So it's only, what, three <laughs> episodes? 
It has full color graphics with strong bad mistakes for a full color photo taped to his computer screen. <laughs> is, is that why it only lasted three episodes? It resembles a modern Apple model and costs a semi hefty $800. Strawbat's email checking program still appears to be based on DOS. It was reduced <laughs> in the lap year after spending five years under dust. What? <laughs> Oh, into the lap. Okay, so then there's the Lapier, which yep. is Strongbed's current home computer. He claims it to be just like the previous model, but crappier and more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it appears to be downgraded in technological advancement compared to the Compay without a background and relying on the old console to access his email. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the reason I bring this up is uh, I ordered, I, I participated in my very first Kickstarter. Uh, and it was for the Trogdor board game. So oh. I ordered the Trogdor board game off of Kickstarter. I recently got a weird charge on my credit card <laughs> from, oh man, what was it called? Uh, I have an email for I that. hope it's amazing. If it's the company that's putting out the Trogdor board game it has to be amazing it is and it was like i got this charge on my credit card and it was like what on <laughs> earth why did i get charged from what is this and i had to look at i looked it up like it was so I, I almost never do that on my credit card but like when i get a random you know charge mm-hmm. and i go what is this um i i had to look it up so let me just look up truck door okay okay so harmless junk ink <laughs> so i get it i get like i don't remember how much it was like 40 bucks or something like that because i got some extras uh so it's like 40 bucks from harmless junk ink i'm like uh <laughs> what seems, just, seems legit seems legit right seems so legit I'm, I immediately, you know, got on google was like what is harmless junk and then i got <laughs> so i was like okay got it but yeah, oh. I'm super excited about it. Um, the game looks fun, I'm, but I'm I'm honestly not buying it for the game. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm buying it because of the little wooden meeples. <laughs> 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 so like, I just want a little wooden trogdor, and then yeah. like the Kickstarter version came with like I don't know it was five different versions of trogdor, and so like remember the trogdor email? Yes. When like you know everybody's drawing the different trogdors. Mm-hmm. So the board game, the Kickstarter version of the board game, comes with a little wooden meeple of each of those drawings. Oh my gosh! Including one that's square that just says uh, "Trod Trodorg" or something like that. What was it? <laughs> I forgot what. Oh, Dagron. That's what it was. Dagron. Because <laughs> he's yeah. Because remember, Strongman was trying to uh, carve out dragon. And yes. He says Dagron instead. Yeah. So that's. that's <laughs> I think I, I my coach cheese is my favorite. You know the the squiggly one with the mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Consummate. I said consummate bees. Consummate. <laughs> um, yeah, that one's my favorite. Um, I'm looking. I'm so looking forward to getting those. And then I I the extras I bought was um, you could spend. I think it was like. 10 or 15 dollars more and get uh wooden meeples of everybody so oh one, a so little like me- little king wooden of town star yeah king of town Poopsmith, yep marzipan and Lava of Pan? course of course the cheat i mean the cheat's my favorite i love the cheat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah. I have. I actually have um, the cheat commandos. You know the little the little toys that they made. Yes. Um, like so, you, they actually made like plastic molds of those, <laughs> so, so you can get those. And so I actually bought a set of those because. And I and when I was working for the Navy, I actually had them all strewn out my cubicle. Really? Yeah, with Reynolds right in front of me because that was me. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Although I'm not, I wasn't a civilian contractor. I was actually a. You were actually, employee. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but very similar, though. <clears throat> oh man, I love, I I loved Homestar Runner and and the Strong Bad emails in particular, just because of how like good natured they were and just mm-hmm. goofy and off the wall. Like it well, never, the, it never not, got like mean. <laughs> you know yeah. how sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes like. People can go from off the wall to mean really quickly. Sure, and it just never did that. It yeah, always, not only did yeah, not only it did it not very get very lighthearted, but they like also defined the characters really well, mm-hmm. and you know kept them going. Like they actually like they're interesting. They're like all interesting characters. They're not just mm-hmm. like throwaway. I mean, some of them I guess are kind of throwaway, <laughs> but um but you know later they kind of get their own personalities and everything and i love that like where it's just like i don't know somebody gets a funny idea of having a you know a a, a brother of strong strong bad that has elephant feet and is always (laughs) depressed and like stays in character like the whole time this this website is out there it's like that's great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they're all like, I mean, they all have the stereo, like their own little stereotype too. Like it's, yep. oh. Yeah. Do you, so I've got a story for you. Do you, hmm. um, well, let's start, let's start at the beginning. Uh, there was a three on three basketball tournament that my okay. high school put on when I was a senior and mm-hmm. I decided to play in it. And so you get, you know, a team of other students and like one for half of the day for one day it was a charity event you know they played a three-on-three tournament okay um and you know everybody wanted to know what my team's name was going to be and of mm-hmm. course i said well the team name is fahugugas <laughs> which did is we talk spelled, about this did we talk I, about this before i'm really you, you told and me i this. have you and i have yeah but I'm, yeah so it's yeah f-h-q-w-h-g-a-d-s <laughs> And Come we had the the shirts were like highlighter yellow with that in black across the chest. And we played our first game and we won. And the vice principal came over to me and he goes, Okay, what does it mean? <laughs> I was like, I what do you mean? He goes, Your name, what does it mean? And I was like, It it doesn't mean anything. He goes, I don't believe you. And I was like, Well, I it, it literally, does mean something. <laughs> it does mean something. It everybody to the limit. <laughs> Everybody to the limit. <laughs> Everybody to the limit, which is a great slogan for a three-on-three. It really is. basketball team. Yeah, um, but I couldn't explain that to him. I just remember he like he just never believed me, um, <laughs> and he kept asking like other people if they knew what it meant. Oh uh, man, the suspicion you know, was strong. You know what that makes me think of? That makes me think of um, Strong Bad's techno song. I don't remember his techno song. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh it's the one where the sheet has a light stick rave. <laughs> oh, okay, um, that sounds familiar. And was strong. was he turning the uh lights on and off? Like yes. he was flipping the switch, yes. I and, do remember. And, that. And, and flipping the <laughs> so it's uh techno, it's strong bad email number forty five. Um it's like do do 
do do do do do do remember that ah the system is down the system is down oh my was it because his computer broke or something do you remember the the system is down uh website they made that for that no oh my god so great so like you know like a 404 yeah um not found or it's not 404 um what's 401 what's the normal website it's like not found 404 is it 404 yeah so 404 not found um and so it you know you go to you know the system is down down homestarrunner.com or something like that i don't remember what it was um and uh it shows that and it's like that for i don't know five seconds or so mm-hmm. and then strong bag comes walking out and goes whoa the system is down, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he's, then there's a whole thing with it. I don't remember what, it, what, what all of it, but it was just—it's just funny. They just like they, you know, play up on the the website being down. I think they actually took homestarrunner.com down for like I don't know a day or something like that to put that on there. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I spent way too much time watching all that. The Teen Girl Squad. Do you remember Teen Girl Squad? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Erode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they, so they even went so far as to say, you know, what would happen if Strong Bad tried to make a comic about Teen Girls? Teen Girl Squad. <laughs> Something he knew nothing about. <laughs> uh, I'm at a possum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so great. Like uh, yeah, Teen Girl Squad is amazing. Uh, but I, I think still to this day, though, I, I, I'm still just a big fan of the cheat. I don't know why. He's just, you know, little yellow Pokemon looking like thing. Cheese thing. Little cheese Pokemon thing. And um, the cheat commandos just, I don't know. It just, just made me so happy when that I just, you know, I watched the first cheat commandos video. <laughs> Uh, maybe it was just Reynolds uh, that just just really is like this. He that's the is thing. me. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> I mean I wasn't working for the. Well, I guess I was. I was working probably at Edwards Air Force Base at that point in time as an intern. And uh, oh, by the way, I'm pretty sure I got HomestarRunner.com banned at Edwards Air Force Base <laughs> by the government. Like, <laughs> soul handed, like single handedly, because uh, I think I would spend all day playing Population Tire and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I uh, forgot about the town yeah. with population tire. Yeah, and wasn't and there a like, giant bear yeah. or something? An alligator? Yeah, it was a bear with, bear with a shark or a shark uh, with a bear. That, maybe that. Oh, it was a bear was. with a shark in its mouth. Um, <laughs> but you would, like the game was like bouncing the tire on your mouse cursor. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, I uh, loved it. Um, so I'd, I'd be playing that all day long and watching like all the videos. Uh, oh, where was I going with this? Your oh, yeah, tax so, dollars at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i was talking about the chi commandos right like why did i yeah. like them so much yeah so oh because all right so i grew up watching gi joe's as a kid right mm-hmm. um you know i'm sure you did too yes uh, and so it's like there was just making fun of that which is great like you could just do that all day long and i'll like that exactly but especially since my family has like this you know strong background of you know people working for the military but mm-hmm. not necessarily in the military um 
it's like I know the backbone of like all military stuff is like civilian contractors and civilian, <laughs> you know, or, yeah, government right. employees that you know are civ- civilians, not actually in the military. And of course, none of the military cartoons and shows ever <laughs> talk about that. Right. So I think that's what I like so much about it. It's like, sure, it's not like full representation because it's you know the civilian force is bigger than I right. think the military force, at least on a <laughs> developmental basis for sure. But mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of large part of it is, and so it's like, it, but still, the the fact that they acknowledged it was just awesome to me and then they made fun of that even further it's just like you know Re- reynolds apartment extreme playground yeah. <laughs> or no sorry not playground playset <laughs> just the troop transport the troop carrier <laughs> reynolds extreme apartment playset oh, uh, yeah it, it, it was very creative very creative yeah oh man so I I miss Homestar Runner, and I know it's still going, and it actually seems to be having a bit of a renaissance. Yeah, it is. I need to get back on and check it out. I I, know. I could probably spend a a week fully immersed just catching uh, back right. up. I, I, I mean, just when I when I first saw my first Strong Bad email, mm-hmm. uh, I knew immediately I was going to have to go back and start from the beginning. Watch all, and of them, that yeah. is exactly what I did. And then after I yep. did that, like. That was Netflix before Netflix was around. I right? binged. That's I a binged good point. Strong bad emails. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh, and you know, another great thing about it was there was always the hidden things to click on. You know, mm-hmm. during the episodes. Well, you got the whole trog. You got the Trogdor game. Well, there's the Trogdor game. That but that was through like they had that normally right well, like no, that, the, was that it, one of the when it was first like when the, he first did that email it was in the email and then uh, because so many people knew about it they split it out later gotcha but yeah, yeah you could like click on random letters every now and then and it would do something yep and yep. do you remember if you would leave if you would leave the screen on after he read the email uh, mm-hmm. if you left it on there for a while every now and then he would do something else. I think, yeah, I think that was another thing. If you just let it go, sometimes it'll, like, after the the printer thing comes <laughs> the, down. The, the dot matrix printer. <laughs> yeah. You just wait a little while, and <laughs> then something happens. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, and so that's why, like, I never got into watching it on YouTube, was because you don't have that interaction. Yeah, it's I mean, different. So it's, good, it's good enough to just like have some sort of you know have it in some way but for the longest time like i mean i didn't have i didn't have flash on my computer so i couldn't watch it um now like it looks like so i'm on i'm on homestarrunner.com right now it looks like to go to the website you still have to use flash which i don't want to (laughs) do um they have the pre-order for the Trogdor board game, so it looks like you can't. It says until October 15th, which was a while ago, so they haven't <laughs> they haven't updated that. Um, they've got a link to the YouTube stuff, so if you want to watch all the, the shows on YouTube, there's a link <clears> for it there. But I this is what encourages me. Burninate without Flash. Trogdor's finally been ported to HTML5, so you can play him in any browser on any device, touch controls even. Oh, so I guess that means I could play this on my iPad or my iPhone. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. We're, oh, yeah. Look at all that. Burninate without Flash. 
Oh man, mm. I used to have a cheat sweatshirt. Um, oh, I had a please. I, wait, stop what you're doing right now. Uh huh. And click on burninate without flash. Please. Oh do it. yeah, it's just it's the game, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Good graphics. So this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the show: is stomping peasants. Sorted. No, no, get away from me. You already got sorted. Oh man, it's been a while. Yeah. All right, we're not talking about anything tonight. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. This is it. This is the show. The rest of the show. Yeah. Get away from me, unite. Oh. Two more. I just need two more. There's one. Give me your peasant flush. <laughs> Got it. Burninate. Oh, okay. Get away from me, knight. Burninate. Yes. I'm I so win. I just need one. There we go. Level two. Score 35. Level beaten. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop this because, yeah, you're right. I'll play this for the whole thing. I like how it's an S with that's just a dragon. Yeah. No, this is uh, what I'm doing. The Good S luck. is for dragon. <laughs> the S is for dragon. The S is for sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, have fun covering the topic tonight. I know. I'm just. I'm looking I'm at. Oh, look! They got patches. We should do patches. Um, <laughs> they got mugs too. See this. This is what we need to have for Fireside Swift is the Homestar Runner store. Let's link Wait, from we Fireside should... <laughs> Swift to the Homestar. We'll, we'll sell so much stuff. <laughs> Trogdor hoodie. I I mean I'm fine with it. I this I owe them, iPhone, a, I owe them a lot. Oh, there's a Vitelectric phone machine iPhone case. <laughs> there's a copy phone. phone iPhone case. That's interesting. Uh, I don't. Let's look like iPhone six. Yeah, the most the best it can be is iPhone six plus. They're a little behind. <laughs> just like the, well, the we actual. Already, we already covered that. We knew they were a little behind. Yeah iPhone 6 Plus is the mo- no, most recent they could have. Play sets and toys. Ooh. Oh, yeah. She Commandos. I have that. Home Star Runner. You know what I really missed out on? Mm-hmm. There was a kick the cheat stuffed animal that when you kicked it, it would make its you know noise like, Meh. Yeah. Um, I really wanted it, but I was like, nah, not right now. It was like 50 bucks. I'm like, I'm not going to spend 50 bucks on that. Wow, the Chi Commandos <laughs> figurines is only $10? Ooh. I yeah. should buy another one of those just for kicks and giggles um, well it's like uh but i feel like i'm really missed out because i i've never seen it on sale again i would love one of those uh, wait which which one would you love i'm still the playing. kick I've... kick the cheat stuffed uh, animal. okay yeah <laughs> uh so i'm on level five just to... <laughs> i've got two mans <laughs> oh little brother little brother Let's go. <laughs> I can make it on my own. It's a little dog with one foot. <laughs> Fluffy puff marshmallows. Ah, these are great shirts. All right, you should uh, you should <clears throat> die so we can. Uh... Oh, good that's luck. A, that's a cool shirt. What look shirt at is this that? Sh- I'm sending this to you. Can't look this now. A, Can't break my concentration. Good, it's a good Christmas gift right here. Just, just saying. <laughs> you get this with uh, what's that um, Mexican restaurant place? Dang you get their them to uh, put their their style on it. Chewies. Yeah, have Chewies uh, do something with this. 
hold on. I need to. No, you're killing me. You're literally. <laughs> you are literally killing me. Goodbye, Trogdor. Sorted. Goodbye, Trogdor. We hardly knew ye. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cool shirt. <laughs> that's a really cool shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so I like how they made it look like they. It looks good, right? Like yeah, they yeah. have it. You know, shaded well. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, it, it's still a very goofy S-shaped dragon with this big muscle, muscly uh, arm shooting out of its back. I mean, I, I think the beady red eyes are what really make it amazing. Oh, man. That's gorgeous. Yep. Majestic, even. <laughs> that beefy arm coming out of the back of his neck like that. Well, I wish we had a... Uh... I wish we had an icon as amazing as Trogdor for Fireside Swift. <laughs> like, what's our mascot? What's our mascot? Our, it's it's like a campfire. You can't a campfire. Our, mas- our, our a camp- mascot is fire. We should be. <laughs> oh, that's. I was just thinking like all the fires in California right now. Like, uh, 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 <laughs> I guess that kind of puts a damper on it. But yeah, let's do something other than that. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's fire. That's that's our Don't. mascot. <laughs> it's the nice kind of fire. It's the fire, fire, the fire of knowledge. The fire of knowledge. The, the blazing passion of, of wanting mm, to learn new things. Exactly. It, sig- it symbolizes. Are you, pl- are you playing it again? Sh- uh, <laughs> well, so what happened was the knights are apparently their their AI is just terrible, and um, they managed to. Dodge Trogdor the entire time I was looking at that shirt. But I'm <laughs> really? closing. Yes, I'm closing it now. A score 326. Wow. High score 326. Well done, sir.